When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Outspoken with White and Jordan. 100% engagement. It's a total disrespect. Download, stand well back, listen. Jim White and Simon Jordan. I don't see that view. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Simon, I saw it last night. I must admit, I kind of snoozed at parts of it. Manchester United cruise past Forest. It's a League Cup final. We thought it would be kind of a cup final at Wembley against uh, Newcastle United. But Simon, here's the thing. Five years on from the last trophy, Ten Hag to your pal Solskjaer. Will the dugout <laughs> chain see Manchester United go from nearly men to winners? Is that what, is, That's what we're looking at, is it? Well, the chance is there, isn't it? They're in a major final, um, albeit that some would say that the Carabao Cup isn't necessarily a major final. I am in the ad- I'm in the pu- in the space that the League Cup is a very valuable product, so thus it's a major final as far as I'm concerned. Albeit slightly tongue in cheek, yes, they were observed that the- perhaps Newcastle wouldn't be that bothered by it. But the bottom line is is that they're in the business of winning things now, Manchester United. They've got a manager that I think is now assuming the role. So if they win this trophy, people will denigrate it. They'll denigrate the fact that it's a meaningless trophy in comparison to the Premier League, the FA Cup and the Champions League. But it's a building block. And given they wasted three years, which is unforgivable Mm. and unforgettable in my view in terms of allowing Manchester United to drift under somebody that wasn't capable, thoroughly decent decent bloke, never going to win anything. You could have stayed here until the dawn of time or to the end of time. You you would have never won anything under Solskjaer. You always had it in for him. I don't have it in for anybody. I think you've got to call things for what they are. Sometimes you get it right, sometimes you get it wrong. But you're good about, you're on on point about United. Since 2017, United exited cup competitions on four occasions at the semi-final stage uh, and and fell twice at the final. So, I mean, nearly men, nearly men. Now they're not going to be nearly men. Or are well, I, you know, come on now. Newcastle are, are an irresistible force. I'm just not sure that Man United will be an immovable object. So I wouldn't put it past Newcastle to win this cup final. What I do think we've got on our hands is a really good cup final, um, a really good advert for the EFL Cup and a really good advert for English football and, and a wonderful fan situation because you've got two sets of fans. OK, the Man United fans in certain quarters are still disillusioned with the ownership model but that won't be prevalent on the day, whereas the Newcastle fans think all their Christmases have come at once yeah. and they are, they are an absolute tide of emotion and belief. So I think what you see is a spectacle of noise. I think you'll see a brilliant game 
So I would say this is a game that is a pick'em game. I don't think Man United are particularly a better side than, than and, Newcastle. And what about these two, Manchester United and Newcastle? Are they here to stay? Will they be the future? Do you think the duopoly of the future taking over from City and Liverpool? No, no, I don't think they'll be the future. I think they'll they be might. Part, no, I don't think they'll be the definitive future. I think they'll be part of the of the tapestry that weaves in a very competitive Premier League. And, a, yeah, and but they're expense. here to stay. Of course they are. But Man United haven't gone anywhere. That's why they're the constant go-to. Yeah, they have. They've been nearly men for no, a while. No, no, they're the constant subject of every single media discussion no one gets more traction in the media than when Manchester United have been spoken about no but so what they've achieved <coughs> they've sure. disappeared off the, the yeah, radar but what because what they haven't what, achieved what, anything they're not off the radar they're still on the radar they're just not winning things what you're asking me now is are Manchester City going to be eclipsed by Manchester United no are Newcastle going to eclipse Manchester City probably not are they going to be up there in the conversation with serious intent you bet yes they are yeah Yes, they are. Jaden Sancho came off the bench, made his first appearance in 102 days. Uh, Ten Hag was happy about that. He has really high standards. He has great capabilities uh, to contribute um, to our team. And I think especially now the the team is improving, uh, we are playing more in opponent's half, then I think his capabilities coming more, he can act them more because he will have more touches on the ball. And... Uh, that's the way what is Kane give him the best performance give him the best platform to perform you know he was back he, he, he had been given time off by Ten Hag because the winger in, in Ten Hag's view was not physically or mentally fit to play so he was over in Holland training alone now he's back is he at a fork in the road Jadon Sancho Simon do you think Well, he's got a contract till 2026 well to some extent of course he is because we've had to, had to have him step down the fact that Ten Hag's in control of the situation because he wouldn't be in Holland for no reason. He's in Holland. He has no relationship with Holland. He has a relationship with Holland because Ten Hag has probably suggested he goes there yeah. and has the, pre- the prerequisite people around him. The difficulty is is that you've got two observations, physically and mentally fit. Now, of course, if you're not mentally fit, then your physical side of things will come along with it. And, of course, people landed on, how can you not be physically fit? But they're, they're kind of the glove in hand, or hand in glove, sorry. But the, 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 the scenario with him is is that it's very difficult to work out what's gone on with him and why he's in this condition. It's easy for everyone to say, well, hold on a second, get some resilience, get some fortitude. And it's also easy to say maybe Man United should have done the due diligence about what kind of player this was that they were signing mentally and physically and, and ultimately on the pitch. But what are you going to do to evaluate someone? You go to go to the club that he's playing for, want to buy him, and then what you're going to do is sit him down, give him a load of psychometric tests to evaluate whether he's mentally capable of performing at Manchester United. It's a difficult one. The young man has got to find his way through whatever challenges he's got. And the fact that Ten Hag is bringing him back into the fold, the fact he sent him over to Holland, the fact that he's invested and involved in trying to make sure there's an outcome to this player. I don't think he's a £75 million player. I don't think he's as good as people made him out to be. But I also don't think he's a basket case of a player. Yeah. And it's about what you've got and what you're capable of delivering. Now, if he is now back in a better place and a better space then great. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan from the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Simon, a bit of news just into you uh, here at Talk Sport and I want your reaction first of all. We now know the Carabao Cup final, the League Cup final, Sunday, February the 26th. Manchester United against Newcastle. It now will be the first major domestic English men's final in 35 years where some fans will be permitted to stand. Both clubs will receive an allocation (coughs) of just under 100 seats, which will be available within the new standing areas at Wembley Stadium, located behind each goal at the both East and West stands, and they will accommodate fans on the day who want to be in there and who want to stand to watch their football. So after 35 years, it's a change. Is it the right change to make here? 
Yes, I think it probably is, because the intelligence has been gathered and garnered over the years about the, the, the move to all-seater stadiums has come back with very different information than was originally anticipated after the stadium disasters that brought about the Taylor report that brought about all-seater stadium. And you found intelligence that actually people getting out of their seats when goals are scored create dynamic movement in stadiums which can cause jeopardy in the structure of a stadium. Yeah. Now, I've always been of the viewpoint that standing should be a choice that fans have in an environment, any way you want to watch a game within reason, from seating to sitting in skyboxes to sitting in the director's box, standing at football matches should be available to you. Shouldn't be a financial incentive to induce people to want to stand because they're getting a cheaper ticket. But if you want to stand, I grew up standing uh, watching football at the Homestead End at Crystal Palace. Grew up as a young kid enjoying that experience. I understand the reasons why there was an evolution and a need to make stadiums more uh, in keeping with the safety aspects of what's required to house big events. But we've now moved into an area of technology where there was retractable barriers tested by Celtic a few years ago. Yep. This environment has been properly tested and brought into a space where standing and proper stewarding and the environment that's created for standing in stadiums is now able to be achieved in a fashion which is safe and suitable. So why shouldn't Wembley Stadium be at the front of it doing it for a major cup final? Because this is what the fans want. Now, I don't suggest that what the fans want is what they should get, but when you've got campaigns and there's been proper grown-up groups that have been looking behind this and doing their research and making sure that the technology available exactly. has been tried and tested, yeah. you should allocate, in my belief, 10% of every football stadium to standing. 10%? Yeah, because I think that's reflective of where people want to be now. And 10%? Maybe, well, maybe, that's a big rise in what they're proposing here, though, well, on I, the day. Well, maybe, maybe, but you start somewhere and you end up somewhere else, don't you? Yeah. I think if you've got stadiums, the average stadium in the Premier League is 38,000. If you're giving 4,000 fans an opportunity to stand because that's how they want to watch their football and you don't make it an incentive to buy tickets at a price that makes people only want to stand because the ticket pricing is um, ultimately uh, incentivised. And also you do the proper stewarding so that people can't interlope between the two environments. One is seating, one is standing. What you don't want to have is a situation where people are, are sitting and then fancy being in the standing area and interlope into it and all of a sudden you've got a compressed environment so are you saying like in the in the future though major cup final say at Wembley 10% a more realistic figure you, that's a figure you should be aiming for if it's 10% so 90,000 at Wembley it's on 9,000 9, is, is that I mean they're saying 860 at each end well, they, here they probably want to do it in bite sized chunks don't they and if Wembley Wembley isn't configured that way yet to be able to, to accommodate that that's a different discussion yeah. but going forward looking at the rights of fans to be able to watch football the way they want it then that's a part of it that I would have as a discussion. So if at Sellers Park there's 26,000 fans and 2,600 of them wanted to stand right. and, a, and a certain environment was created for that, right. I would be absolutely for it. OK, so just under 900... Uh, yeah, I'm just looking at this. 900 seats uh, for Manchester United that will be turned into a standing area should they wish so to do that. 1,600 in total is about 2% of the stadium. 900 as well for Newcastle United. So, I mean, that's right. a start. That's it's, logical, it's, it's, isn't it's it? It's 2% of the stadium. Yeah. That's yeah. What, and so this is a starting point. What it is is it's more of a headline that standing in football is back. It's back at a, a showpiece final. It'll get attention around the world. It'll give a shot in the arm to those guys that have campaigned for it for a long time, and it will then move it into the direction. Because let's not forget, by the way, that standing at a football stadium is what happens regularly in the lower leagues. Yeah, that's true. So that, their safety yeah. is equally as prevalent because their, stand, their stadiums are not built to accommodate tens of thousands of fans because notwithstanding at the smaller stadiums mm. but you still have an issue if people are standing and not behaving in a certain way and there is crushes in those spaces yeah but the key is numbers Simon well, you're, of course you're talking about a major cup final of, here of and there's 90,000 going to be there if you, in this day and age if you cannot provide yeah I mean there is an argument saying that actually getting in between seats and stewarding and medics getting into seats when people situations happen mm. is actually more difficult yeah. than getting into amongst fans when they're standing but look I think it's 
the right evolution for a generation of fans that like to watch their football standing up. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Danger. Flammable exchanges ahead. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Why, 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 Delilah? I could see that girl was no good for me. But I was lost like a slave that no man could free. Oh, yeah. Tom Jones. At his very best. And of course, we all know the song, Delilah, Delilah. But now, is there to be a Tom Jones Delilah ban for the Welsh at rugby? Is this a knee-jerk reaction to the union sexism crisis, Simon, or is it the right start for cultural change? Let me put a bit more meat in the bones uh, to this. The WRU will not ban the song they're singing from being sung by fans, uh, and they won't try and stop fans from singing it if they want to sing in it. But they now will no longer play it over the tannoy at the Principality, nor allow choirs to sing it as part of the the pre-match ritual in Cardiff. Now, it comes, of course, as there's turmoil within the Welsh Union. Steve Phillips resigned as chief executive of the WRU on Sunday. In a documentary, the WRU was alleged, according to first-hand testimony, to be toxic misogynist and in one instance racist and the union has faced criticism for being slow in embracing women's rugby so big change and Delilah if you don't mind is off the song list now should it be should it be here's a proud Welshman he played 87 times for his country he's a proud British and Irish lion and he's Shane Williams MBE Shane good morning welcome good morning buddy you okay I'm good, Shane. Thanks so much for joining myself and Simon. What is your take on this, uh, Shane? Because no doubt you probably grew up with this song in the background. Yeah, yeah, I definitely grew up with the song. Um, You know, it's a big part of of my rugby history, singing it uh, as a player. Uh, and now as a supporter as well, and it's a song you know that you know gets gets the crowd going. And for a player, that's exactly what you want, really. So it's it's a difficult one for me to to be honest with you, Jim. I think 
you know, when you when you do sing it, uh, you don't really properly listen to the to the lyrics over the years. And I think it's just a song. It's just bad timing for the WRU, to be perfectly honest with you. You know, it's a song that the lyrics involve uh, the, the the murder of, um, of, a, of, a, of a lady, of course. And especially what the WIU are going through at the moment, I think they've just probably had to set set a precedence and think, right, we're trying to get rid of toxic culture, the misogyny, the racist claims or whatever it may be. And if they didn't do it, I believe they they felt that this would have come back and and bitten them again again at some point. But it's a difficult one because, you know, I, I, I believe on Saturday as well that even if it isn't played by the choir or if it isn't played on the Tannoyts, there will still be Welsh fans there that um, will try and get this song going as well because it's a huge part of of their culture as well, growing up. It's a, it's a difficult one for me because, you know, I, I enjoy my music. I certainly enjoy my Welsh music and, 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 and sing-along songs because as a player, I used to get the cr- you know, crowd going, but more importantly, I used to get the team going. We could feel the crowd behind us. Uh, we knew that they were there to help us win the match and... And you know, I, I have good memories of, of of this song plus other Welsh songs as well. So it's it's a very difficult one for me, really. Shane, you've you've articulated yourself very well. Stay, stay, stay with us for a moment. Here's Simon. I mean, Simon, it's because of the timing, isn't it? It's pathetic. But the Welsh Rugby Union is under pressure to do something, the, and this is what they choose to do. This is a this is a song based upon a biblical character that exists in fact. So unless we're going to airbrush this from people's perception of what Delilah and Samson was, we're in a ridiculous scenario. It's pathetic. It's nonsense. You can go on Spotify and you can listen to Gary Glitter. You can go on to, on to major films and see Gary Glitter's Rock and Roll Part 2 being used on major films. But we have a sporting body that has an issue with its behaviour and it chooses to target a song that no one is taking the meaning of. No one is looking beyond the spirit of the song in terms of its value to a Welsh rugby union and its gameplay and the players and the atmosphere inside a stadium. Where next? Crystal Palace's song has got glad all over, which talks about, I'm glad you're mine as a woman. Is that going to be misogyny? I own a woman. Are we going to be, are we going to be in Andrew Tate territory? It's ridiculous. It's nonsense. It's virtue signalling, and it's completely unnecessary. Yes, but as a proud Welshman, Shane, you recognise mm. the fact that at this time, the Welsh Rugby Union is seriously in the dock. It, it, yeah, completely. Look, it's we are in the dock. You know, it's um, it, it's a difficult time for the WIU. It's a difficult time for you're not in a dock uh, for a bloody public, song, really. though, are you, Shane? You're in a dock for the culture no. inside the union and people's behaviour. Of course, it, it's it's just the timing of it, of course, and it is the fact that. You know, WIU are trying to do their best now to, to make sure that they can uh, prove that they aren't misogynist and that there isn't a toxic culture. And it has to start somewhere, I suppose. And I completely agree. You know, th- there are songs I look at that I've enjoyed and probably will have to look at the lyrics again. You know, Bohemian Rhapsody, any of Johnny Cash's songs. You know, And we can go on and, on and on Cyrus and on singing about culture a, a society. And, yeah, of course. And, and I do get that as well. And, and where does it stop? But I think it's just... It's just at the moment the uh, WI in such a difficult position that they they're going to do whatever it takes to get themselves back on track and make sure that uh, you know they get rid of this culture that uh, that has cost them over the last few months or few years. Really. What they'll do is they'll enshrine in the hearts and minds of fans the ridiculousness of it, and you'll get the you'll get an, you'll get a rapturous uh, return from the fans who like this song, and they'll carry on singing. I do. I think it's absolutely ridiculous, Jim. I, think yeah, I, com- I, can, ass- I can assure you on Saturday that um, there will be people singing this now, you know, full-blooded Welsh people that uh, have always sung the song and, and probably will not see, see the reason to not sing it again. But like I said, you know, it, it's a difficult position the WIU are in as well. So I see both sides of it.
Yeah, I mean, the message is coming in, Shane. There's one, uh, a Welsh rugby fan. It's just a song that's uh, that's set to music about a story that took place mm. in another time. In the Bible. This is surely all pathetic. In the Bible. But Shane, I, 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 I kind of go with you in this, Shane, because they have to be seen to do something at this time. If whoever takes over, Simon, as a chief executive pathetic. of the WRU, and sometime, at some time in the future... He's put right on the spot. Why do you allow the singing of Delilah mm. in the Principality with the lyric, I felt the knife in my hand and she laughed no more? Why do you still allow that? Why do All you, of a sudden, he's, got, he's I, back to the wall I, I again. I think they'd be more inclined to ask him why he hasn't delivered a culture inside the RFU that has combated the challenges. Oh, OK, so you've delivered all that. You've got rid of all the misogyny and all the alleged racism, whatever else that's there, right? But you kept with this song. I think people would be more focused on the fact that what he actually did was deal with the culture and the issues and the challenges when we're talking about people that are in a culture and an environment where they've contemplated suicide because of the nature of the environment that they're in. It isn't because of a bleeding song sung about six times a year. I think it's absolutely ridiculous and indicative of a society that's going in a certain way. It's so like... Who have they got in charge over there? Mark Drayford. Vaughn Gerthing, those sort of people. Shane, you Come don't want to, you don't want to get into that territory. I'm quite <laughs> sure. But, but Shane, in general, Shane, and I know I'm putting you in the spot a bit with this, but I know you, and I know you'll answer it. Has the WRU got a serious job in its hands in terms of cleaning its act up? Without doubt, you know it's it's been a def- difficult few years for 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 Welsh rugby, and we always seem to be in some kind of crisis. It's usually on the field, to be perfectly honest with you. But uh, I think yeah, the WRU are in a very difficult position now. You know, I was very close to Steve Phillips, who a good friend of mine. So I, I knew how tough it was for him and, and the board. Ian Evans is a good man. You know, he, he will do whatever it takes to try and get, you know, this culture out the way and get the WU back on its feet again. But yeah, it, it's it's a very tough time for everyone in Wales at the moment. And um, you know, I think they, that exactly that. They, they're doing whatever it takes to try and get back on track. So difficult position to be in. Shane, thank you so much for joining us. I much appreciate your time. What a lot of old pups. Shane Williams, uh, MBE. Of course, a real rugby legend. Yeah. But you heard him say, because of the timing of this and the fact that it's so we'll sensitive start, around we'll the Welsh the rugby union, they have to be seen to do something. No, they have to do something. So here is the something. Behind the scenes, Simon, they're going to do something. And, and here's what you do. But what's wrong starting uh, with this? Come on now. I mean, if, this is what, if this is your starting point, what you normally do is you go hard or you go home, right? You go strong. You go out with your strongest point, right? My strongest point is I'm going to fix this culture by starting with a biblical song that's been sung by a leading Welshman that's been part and parcel of the culture of Welsh rugby for years, doesn't talk about any particular misogyny, refers to a fabled biblical tale. And we're going to make that our starting point. You're buggered, Welsh rugby, if that's the leadership you've got. So are they right to do this? Simon, as always, you've got many people backing you. You've got many people who are saying, no, they've got to start somewhere. But uh, there is Ian in Great Yarmouth. Simon's banging the money here, as usual. It's pathetic banning a song like that. Well, they're not banning it. They're not banning it. What, what, What they are saying is the fans will no doubt sing it, and that's up to them. But it will not be sung by the male voice choir before Saturday's match against Ireland, nor any game in the future. It will no longer be played by the WRU. Is that the right decision? Just Just say no. They they could have just stood it down, right? Just stood it down and got on. That's what they are doing. No, they've made an announcement. They're standing it down. They could have just stood it down and got on with the 
real business of dealing with a culture that's being reported in a certain way. What they did, like most people in society, and certainly politicians and people that were influenced in administration, is they virtue signal the way through the optics. What do the optics look like? What do the op- no, not what does the optics look like? What does a bleeding culture inside your organisation no, look like? but you're assuming they're going to stop here. They're not going to I'm stop not assuming here. That, I'm assuming that this it's is It's going to be root and branch well, after we, we this. We can hope so. Then why did they allow it in the first place? Why are the same people in situ that allowed this situation to manifest itself? Are those the people to be trusted with fixing a culture that they, in part, were allowing to manifest You're itself? You're right about that. Why allow it in the first place? Right, that's the bigger question. Out them as well, then. Get rid of the song and get rid of them. How about that, then? Well, I mean, he has gone. No. You heard you heard Shane Williams say that uh, Steve Phillips is a good friend of his. He's resigned as chief executive of the WRU Probably because he wouldn't Sunday. play the song anymore. That is because of the backlash following the documentary. So they've got to be seen to start somewhere, and this is a somewhere. And if that's if, if you genuinely believe that substance come out of these sort of things by making gestures and observations that are primarily about creating a media impression, rather than saying, i tell you what we're going to do. Here is our white paper if I can use the word white paper in this society, here is our white paper for what we're going to do for the way that we're going to resolve the serious issues. You need serious people to do serious things if you've got serious problems. And taking away a use of a song as your first salvo, to me, is just... It's just indicative of a society that's not about substance. It's all about optics. Your 100% essential download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Please leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back each weekday to bring you the best of the show. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.